0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: Good morning. It is Friday, February 3rd. It is 7 minutes after 9, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. What are you laughing (laughs) at? You you
2: just said the most random thing to Kevin. (laughs) Like, we're getting ready to go on the air. Casey just looks at Kevin and goes, Kevin, (laughs) Do you have any Sudafed on you? (laughs) Like, okay, I understand. Kevin, do you have any Tylenol? Or, Kevin, do you have any... Aspirin, mm-hmm. uh, but like, who? I've never heard anybody in the history of ever look at look at it, someone and go, "Do you have any Sudafed on hey, you?" We yeah.
1: had a side conversation that you weren't part of weeks ago, so and it was about Sudafed and Advil, and I thought maybe well, you he just had some. carry
3: it in your pocket, Kev. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need some Sudafed. Yeah, unfortunately, I just ran out.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I got a weird sinus thing going on today. It's making me dizzy. I feel like I need a Sudafed to clear out my sinus. Misses, I do, you don't have, know. do you have any
2: mylanta cab? How about, <laughs> any, how about any zinc?
1: Got any tums over there? Well, we could really use this an antacid. Okay, let's talk about the show that happened at the House yesterday. They voted to kick the Minnesota Democratic Rep. Ilhan Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee. It was a decision that Republicans vowed to take because of her history of anti-Semitic and anti-American remarks. And the resolution approved by a vote of two. Two hundred eighteen to 211. It was a heated debate, and as I mentioned, it was a show.
2: So I think Victoria Sparts, who went on Tony's show and behaved like a raving lunatic, wimped out and actually allowed this to go mm-hmm. forward. So nothing says I'm a principled person like going on the most powerful media outlet in the state, behaving like a lunatic, and then totally changing your opinion because her constituents told her... Lady, mm-hmm. you are so wrong on this because Ilhan Omar is a far-left radical psycho who hates this country and is a complete anti-Semite. And that was so weird that that was the hill Victoria Sparks was willing to die on.
1: Yeah, she previously opposed it, and then she changed her mind. She did the old flip-flop, and she said now she's prepared to support the resolution, <laughs> citing the addition of due process language.
2: Look, this was... So- this was so telling that this was the thing that Victoria Sparks was willing to go to the mat on. Hey, lady, we can't afford food right now. How about you get fired up about that? Nothing on that, but when it came to protecting a legitimate, full-fledged, anti-Semite who hates this country. That's who she was willing to stand up for. I have no idea what Victoria Sparks was thinking, but she apparently got an earful from her constituents and good on them.
1: Yeah, she changed her mind. And so a lot of the reps are coming out saying that they have seen Omar's anti-Semitism and anti-Americanism firsthand. You know, a lot of anti-American rhetoric came from her. And, uh, well, this uh, rep from New York said, I've sat there and heard her actually spew anti American rhetoric. Oh, there's no,
2: there's no doubt Ilhan Omar along with Rashida Tlaib, who we're going to hear from in a second, and, and Cori Bush and AOC, they hate this country. There's no doubt they have a, they, they are, they, they are obsessed with America being torn down. They don't believe America needs to be tinkered with or altered or changes made here or there. They believe America is an inherently evil, Place and that needs to be torn down and built back in some bizarro image that they see best. That is the last person you want in an intelligence committee is someone who hates this country. Look, there are many Democrats they disagree with. I do not think they hate this country. Ilhan Omar and AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Cory Bush, and they are quite vocal about it. They hate this country. I am the last person to say something good about Kevin McCarthy, but on this one, good on him. They needed to go.
1: Well, McCarthy vowed last year that if Republicans won back the House, He would strip Schiff, Swalwell, and Omar of committee assignments, and he said that they created a new standard when they did it last year to people like Marjorie Taylor Greene. And some people are saying this is just political, but uh, in this case, I would agree with McCarthy. He made the right
2: move. And this idea about due process, look, this is not—you don't have a constitutional right to be in Congress, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm I'm concerned about due process— this is not like your civil rights here, okay? The, 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 that was very weird. That that was what people got, like like Victoria Sparks got obsessed with and here and, and it's a very republican thing right republicans are wimps right this is why the left keeps winning and keeps gradually destroying this country because the republicans are wimps when it's the left in they don't you didn't see it even see nancy pelosi or aoc or cory bush or ilhan omar or any of these other people going well i'm very concerned about the constitutional rights or due process of representative whoever mm-hmm. but yet when we're in there well you know we got to be we got to be different we got to be better this is why republicans lose They're are wimps and the the Victoria Sparks thing. I, I apparently she was not planning on running for U.S. Senate because I have no idea how you crisscross the state. I mean, think about this: the Chris, the statewide candidates. If it were indeed Jim Banks against Victoria Spartz you would have two people crisscrossing the state, one guy explaining why he voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times, and then one person explaining why she went to bat for Ilhan Omar. Mm -hmm. Boy, what a race that would be. That's the best we can do, Casey.
1: (laughs) Well, let's get to this audio because it is crazy town, right? (laughs) This is, (laughs) I mean, AOC, if you turn the volume down on what she said, she was flailing her arms and slamming her book down on the podium, and it was just, it was a whole scene, but this is a Sheita to totally losing it over Omar getting the boot. You are showing who
0: you all are really. The gentleman's time has expired. Omar will not be silenced. The gentleman's time, so time has expired. The Omar I'm so sorry. The gentleman's time has expired. That our country is failing you today through this chamber. You belong <laughs> The gentleman in that is no
1: longer recognized and the, the gentleman from Mississippi is recognized.
2: So Casey in a relatively short amount of time less than 240 years we have gone from being represented by some of the most distinguished humans who ever lived George Washington Thomas Jefferson Benjamin Franklin James Madison to i'm so sorry sis mm. that was literally just uttered we we are we we care so little about professionalism we care so little about the distinguished nature of the body in question or what it was supposed to be. We care so little about honoring the bold and wonderful people who have represented us before that you have a woman screaming like a maniac and uttering the phrase, I'm so sorry, sis. I hope George Washington was not made aware of that yesterday because he would puke. What's up with all the Democrats crying now?
1: I mean, you had Ron Klain crying about Joe Biden being the best dad ever, and now you've got Rashida Tlaib, you know, uh, I can't believe it. And now, (laughs) to top it all, she's got to, because, of course, she would one-up anybody. AOC completely losing it.
2: Isn't isn't that just, can you imagine, like, uh, you know, John Adams debating in the early days of the Continental Congress and looking at... uh, uh, Ben Franklin and going I'm so sorry bro really <laughs> like, out. that's that's where we're at Well, <laughs> that's i I'm so I'm so, looking at John Hancock my bad bro I'm so, I'm so sorry bro you, you're you didn't get what you wanted you didn't get on this committee sorry bro what And we're okay with this. Yeah. Well, and
1: I I thought these people were the ones that were saying that the world was going to end in, you know, the next 10 years because of climate change. They're so worried about that. What do they care about these committee appointments? Well,
2: you're right. And so here's AOC. She lost it as well. And AOC, I give her credit. She went right to, uh, this is because Ilhan Omar is a Muslim and all Republicans are racist. And and then AOC, as she always does, Mm -hmm. made it all about her because she's totally convinced everyone wants to sleep with and try to kill her.
0: Thank you. Now. Uh, As also as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America, and this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency, there is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life, and you all have... And the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks. When you have a member of the Republican caucus who who has talked about Jewish space lasers and an an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in in the United States of America. Don't tell me, because I didn't get a single apology. Time has expired. My life was threatened. Thank you.
1: Grab the hook. Time has expired. Where's <laughs> the gong? Someone hit the gong. Wow. A tantrum right there on the house floor. Casey, Spitting
2: anger. If I were speaker of the house, and I know we have to get to a break, but if I were speaker of the house, everything I would do would be just to see how mad I could make AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, and Cori Bush.
1: Well, that's a way to govern. <laughs> uh, and, and, <laughs> and I
2: think we can all agree that would be totally the best thing for the country, because if it's making them mad, mm-hmm. it's probably good for almost everybody else. You're
1: listening to Kennel and Casey on
0: 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits. Long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's a teenage and Yeah. It's
1: a big day today. Today, the day the music died.
2: Today I is the day that the music died. So today, in honor of the uh, Richie Balance. I Big Bopper, mm-hmm. and Buddy Holly, yeah. who, uh, let's see, what, uh, 1959, to be 62, 63, 64 years ago today, will be playing all of their music. And of course, we started with the Don McLean song, which is the song about mm-hmm. the day the music died. So there you it, go.
1: It is 22 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And let's take a look at some things that are trending this hour. The Arkansas Governor, Sarah Huckabee, she's going to deliver the Republican address to the nation after the State of the Union, which is is happening next Tuesday. We also have that uh, Chinese spy balloon. That's tracking a lot. U.S. is watching that. It's been spotted over Montana. And finally trending, oh, this is something. Okay, we've got Valentine's Day coming up, right? And Thrill List came up with the place that is the most romantic in all of Indiana. White Castle. No, Wabash, Indiana. (laughs) They say it has a wealth of romantic strolling options... Like David Dowd's Country Line Apple Orchard, several parks, shopping areas, and a local donut shop.
2: Casey, it's February 14th. It could be minus nine. Why would you possibly go, hey, it's Valentine's Day. Let's plan on going for a stroll.
1: In Wabash, they say the small Indiana town makes you feel like you're in a Hallmark movie.
3: This this doesn't have anything to do with Valentine's Day, but I heard recently that Wabash apparently was the first uh, electrically lit city. Really? What? Have you heard that in the apparently in the whole world? How did this even come up, Kevin? Someone told me that they went to Wabash <laughs> and they—I uh, think they saw one of those landmark signs oh, okay. or whatever—and yeah, did you know that? I did not know that, but I'm curious. Why are you talking about Wabash? Wait, you just mentioned Wabash,
1: didn't you? Well, because they're on Thrillist as the most romantic place in all. That's of it. why you mentioned yeah, Wabash, that, that, That's Kate. exactly no, no, why I mentioned Wabash. No, no, why was that? he talking
3: about Wabash? Because I heard that fact about it. <laughs> no,
2: she's asking. She's trying to figure out why somebody was mentioning Wabash to oh, you. Oh, why? Oh, okay. Yeah, That's what you're saying. Oh, oh, Use your words, Casey.
3: Okay. Yeah, um, I think they went there for work, and just, okay. yeah, they heard that. Like,
2: did you ask that person, though, hey, have you been to Wabash recently? No, they, they
3: brought it up because they were surprised by oh, that fact. okay. And I, I was very surprised to hear that, Hey, I that went too. to Wabash
2: recently, and did you know it was the first electrically lit city? Maybe, is that-,
3: maybe that adds to the romance, too, <laughs> the, the oh, history. Could, yeah. What do you know about Wabash? Tell me
2: everything. It's the first electrically lit city. <laughs> Boom. Impress somebody with that today. Good job, Kev.
1: Hey, let's talk about what's going on with Hunter Biden. He is recording requesting investigations, saying that people trafficked in stolen information from his laptop. So he has asked state and federal agencies to investigate not only the computer repair shop owner, but also Rudy Giuliani. So this is a change in strategy for Hunter Biden. Instead of claiming that it's Russian disinformation, he's going to call on Trump and other people as being bad and they should be investigated. However... This means that he is publicly acknowledging that the laptop is real and it does contain his own personal data.
2: And the story is pretty clear about how the guy got the laptop, which is you took it in. Mm -hmm. You clearly didn't remember taking it in, probably because you were coked or or drunk or both out of your mind because, well, that's par for the course with you. And you didn't go back and get the laptop. And the dude kept it for a while. As I would guess, I don't know, I've never owned a computer slash cellular Phone repair place, but I would guess if you leave it somewhere for a while, mm-hmm. then at some point, because well, that's what they do, they get into your stuff because you've given it to them to get into your stuff. They started checking around, looking at what was in it, said, Hey, we're not just gonna hold this thing forever for this guy, and then they realized who it was and what was on it. Mm-hmm. And if you leave it somewhere, Casey, after a certain period of time, I think it becomes that person's stuff. Well. I
1: believe that Hunter signed a term of service agreement saying that, you know, Uh I'll come back and pick this up. And I saw an interview with the repair shop owner, and Uh he said he called Hunter, left a message, he didn't get it back called him a month later at the end of the month you know as he did with all of his clients who owed him money for his service uh-huh. he said hey still got this never heard back from hunter so he said he tried to get the laptop back to hunter biden but hunter biden blew him off
2: yeah th- this is th- this is it just shows though what elitist entitled people someone a, someone like a hunter biden is that dude that was you that was your laptop. You know what you did. You're a crook and a criminal and a liar and a total zero. And you probably jeopardized because you've been in cahoots with your dad. You probably jeopardized national security in this country more times than we can count. But zero ownership. How many times we talk about this, Casey? Zero ownership from these people on their behavior and their role in things.
1: Yeah, no accountability. Now, Hunter is saying that this violated various Delaware laws. And uh, let's hear from Karine Jean-Pierre because she was asked about, this and what do you think she said oh right nothing counsel for Hunter Biden has written the National Security Division of the Justice Department. I know you like to keep that agency very arm's length, but is it arm's length when the president's son writes, writes DOJ seeking an investigation?
0: I mean, look, I'm going to be pretty consistent, as I have been uh, from this podium, when it relates to that uh, uh, that particular uh, question that you, you're asking me. We have been for the last two years, and I will say to you that that is something for uh, Hunter Biden's uh, personal representative their representative to speak to. I'm just not going to speak to it from here. This is something the White House knew about before it happened. Again, I would, um, as far as that piece, I would refer you to the White House Counsel Office. Uh, and again, uh, don't have anything to add. This is something for his personal representatives to speak to. Uh, and uh, as it relates to the agencies, as you were asking me, look, uh, this is a president, and I said this before, that believes in the independence of the Department of Justice.
1: So I would like to point out that this story broke on the same day that Biden's Rehoboth Beach House was searched by the FBI. Yes. So don't don't look over here. Don't look over here. We've got something else going on. And this reminder, Hunter Biden gets more Secret Service protection than all nine members of the U.S. Supreme Court. And guess what? You are paying for this buffoon to be protected. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 W.I.B.C. Good morning. 934 it's kennel and casey on
2: 93 wibc thank you you're welcome i mean i'm sad these people had to die for us to play this great music Mm -hmm. because it is the 64th anniversary of the day the music died but wonderful kevin don't you just feel better about yourself when music like this comes on. Mm-hmm. Like everything that's, your your life just instantly becomes calmer and you 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 just feel
3: better. Mm-hmm. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. Probably my favorite Richie Vallon song. They don't
2: do music like that anymore.
1: They just don't do music like that anymore. It's a sweet love song yeah. to a girl named Donna. <laughs> my name is Casey. His name is Rob. <laughs> no and- kidding! <laughs> Let's talk about what Bill Maher had going on. He was discussing the subject of college affordability on his show and and he was arguing that attending a higher education institution is a big, giant scam. He called college the higher ed cartel.
2: Uh, yes, and he's totally right. And so I can never remember if it's Barry or Barry Weiss. Uh, She's worked for a whole bunch of the Wall Street Journal, New York Times. Um, and and they were t- having a discussion about this. And let's play the back and forth because they're totally right. And then we'll get into it. And let's hope Kevin did his job and bleeped the parts that need to be bleeped.
1: I think often these days, college degrees aren't
2: worth the paper they're printed on. They are both and and here's uh, well that's <laughs> I,
1: I have to say, no, when someone but, applies for a job with me and no, they haven't graduated college or gone to college I'm more interested in that
2: person. The, well and this is why this elitist argument works so well in places like Ohio there's nothing more elitist than college and people know that. It has been in this position of this show for a very long time <laughs> that the Democratic Party is kind of on the wrong side of this issue because their their opinion is always their program is always get everybody into college everybody should go to college just the more people sitting in classrooms looking at blackboards the better off we'll be and i've always said no college is bullshit. At a <laughs> and b we should make college less necessary don't get everybody in college he's totally right he's totally right i graduated college 14 years ago mm-hmm. i have never once been asked to produce my college diploma. I've never been asked in a job interview about my time in college. I was never hired or not hired because of my college diploma. Just a colossal waste of money. You know, I was told you you, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to succeed in the world, you, you got to do it. And it just it is proven time and time again that now again, if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or a rocket scientist, yeah probably need some additional schooling. But if you want to be what I've done my whole life, I just threw all that money down the drain and have a $20,000 piece of paper that hangs on my wall.
1: So a lot of people say that once you do something for over 10,000 hours, you're at expert level. Sure. Which is the equivalent. So you could just enter the workforce and start working and have that experience that is sometimes more hands-on than being in a classroom.
2: Now, now. now Now, I I will say, uh, because my mother and I got into this the other night about, uh, she's a former school teacher, about the value of college. And she tried to say, well, the experience that you had Mm -hmm. hearing diverse opinions Probably helped shape you in the sense of it taught you, she didn't use these words, but it taught me how to better argue with people mm-hmm. and, and better debate with people. And there may be some validity to that, but I also could have done that at the local drinking establishment and it would have been much <laughs> cheaper than the $20,000 that college cost me. And there was There's nothing in my professional life that I am using here today, nor have I used at any part where, because I, I didn't do radio in college, all the radio experience I had was... Through internships, through low-level positions, through being, being able to willing to work, you know, odd shifts that other people didn't want. That wasn't college. College didn't teach me how to do that. I did that myself. And we lie to people and try to act like, well, this college degree is going to jettison you to some. You know, incredible in existence. And without that, you'll end up, you know, first in a soup line. It's just not true.
1: Yeah, not everybody should go to college, and not everyone successful has a college degree. And Bill Maher was arguing that college is a consumer product and it's being sold as a golden ticket to reach the middle class, but it's unnecessary for most people. So a lot of HR departments, they'll use, well, they used to use degrees as a filter. That's like the first pass, yeah. right? Oh, sorry, we require a bachelor's or a master's degree. You don't have that mm-hmm. automatically going to file that in the uh circular bin, yeah. right um, but now that people are having a harder time getting people to work, yeah, they're loosening that restriction and not necessarily requiring it for some of the jobs. Well,
2: my dad and I had this debate years ago about this, and he said, you know, one of the things college, and again, you're right, Casey, I think the country has markedly changed over the past three years especially, but Mm -hmm. one of the things college, I guess, used to serve as is, do you have, uh, to an employer, do you have the stick-to-itiveness to see something through. Because if you have a college degree, then you put four, or in case if you went part-time like I did, six years mm-hmm. into something, and you saw it through, and you were able to at least be competent enough in such a wide variety of things over a three, four, five, six-year period that you achieved that degree. So I guess there's some merit to that. But man, we are a society that should be encouraging more people to go into trades, whether it's electrician, plumber, carpenter, whatever, mm-hmm. and we don't do that, and the reality is society needs more, a lot more of that than they do people with meaningless college degrees that aren't actually helping them in the field they've entered. So,
1: data shows that degrees in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, known as STEM, are among the ones that have the highest return on investment.
2: Kev, you went to college, but you went to college in a foreign land. Did you get anything out of your college experience? Like, has your life been dramatically altered? I mean, I'm saying like your professional life. I know you had a lot of fun over there in Germany. Yeah, but...
3: I mean, I would say so. I... Uh studied something that I enjoyed and met people that were like-minded.
2: Have you gotten any financial benefit out of it, though? Like, has your professional... I'm not talking about all the fun you had in the German clubs or the nude dancers in the windows or (laughs) the women in the alleys or whatever else went on over there. I'm talking about your professional existence, the rate of return, Mm -hmm. or the return on investment. Have you received that because of your college degree?
3: Well, I get to work with you guys. Well, that's true. That's pretty much priceless. But
2: but you would not have needed that in order to... learn. uh, learn how to do that like you could have the same way yeah. I was basically trained, your trained yourself
3: or at other professions yeah, I didn't really study how to do uh, radio production right see so. mm-hmm. totally useless <laughs> Average- it was about the experience though the experience was good yeah
1: Average tuition costs about $40,000 a year. At what? private universities, public, it's about 23000 Wait, per year? Mm-hmm. No way. Uh, average tuition and fees at ranked private universities is about $40,000. 40000 for the degree. You're right, not per year. Yeah, okay, okay. Because in, I was, in total. I
2: was going to say mine was 20. Now again, that was 14 years ago and I know was, tuition has mm-hmm. skyrocketed, but
3: surely it hasn't more than
1: doubled. No, 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 no. And for public universities, average is about 23,000.
3: Yeah, mine wasn't nearly as much in, in Germany. It's a lot uh it's a lot more affordable.
2: Yeah, see I used to uh when I would uh in my early days, I would—they called it the bursar's office. I don't know if they still call that it that where you pay your bills. And I would walk in there with a wad of cash and just throw it down when it's time to pay your tuition. Look at the lady and go count it.
1: <laughs> you, you walk in with a with a wad of singles, unlike these other <laughs> little teenies here. I've got a
2: full time job, lady. You count it all, all in twenties. <laughs> Did you hear
1: about the lady who friend zoned it? Yeah. She friend zoned him, and now he's suing her for two point three million dollars. Wait, no,
2: say that again, Casey, because I don't, I don't think that came out right. She what
1: now? She friend zoned a dude, and now he's suing her for two point three million dollars.
2: Okay, so for those who don't know, the friend zone is like you are interested in, um, you are interested in a woman. Mm-hmm. This, I, I guess this probably doesn't happen a lot the other way, but just for the purpose of this, you're interested in a woman. Uh, you. Attempt to let her know that you are interested in that fashion, mm-hmm. make a move, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she makes it very clear I'm just interested in being your friend. Right. I need more friends, not a boyfriend.
1: Right. Yeah. So this happened in Singapore. This guy <laughs> is seeking $2 million in damages. For what? He said that she caused trauma after she rebuffed his romantic advances. So they'd known each other for a while and he kept wanting to advance it and she kept saying, no, I just want to be friends. He actually had her go to therapy with him and they did therapy
2: for a year and a half. She was so desperate to get rid of this guy. She's like, I will go to therapy with you just so that you will leave me alone.
1: Yes. And so eventually she was like, no, we're done here. And so he's suing her. For defamation, uh, rejection, sustained trauma.
2: Rejection? Yes. You know, here's the thing, and, and I don't know if Kev can back me up on this or not, but uh, in sports, they say for a young athlete, like, losing long-term will teach oftentimes teach you more than winning. Like, the experience of—because there's a theory now— Character like, building. Right, like the, like the Pacers— clearly are not going to win the NBA championship, but now that they have all their players back, they're probably good enough to potentially get in the play-in game and maybe play their way into the playoffs, which means they'll get destroyed as an eight seed by whoever the one is, Boston Celtics or whoever. And there's a theory on yes, they're going to lose and yes, that would keep you out of the draft lottery, but the loss and the experience of losing and the experience of playoff basketball will long-term help that team far more than being in the draft lottery. Dating is the same way. You need to go through some losing You need to go through that experience of being rejected and then having to evaluate why you were rejected. And that's why throughout most of my life, Casey, I've been so successful because I got rejected so many times when I was younger. (laughs) Nothing says true love. Like,
1: if you don't love me, I'm going to sue you. You got to
2: be... Again, dating is just like sports. You got to be willing to take some chances when you're younger. And business, is the same way. You got to be willing to take some chances. You got to be willing to walk out on the wire. You got to throw some things out there, and maybe they're ridiculous ideas, but you don't know until you try, and it is the rejection from that that will make you a very, very, very happy person, beloved by... I don't know how many I'm beloved by, but it Mm -hmm. seems like a lot of people. Look at how happy I am, Casey. Right. Well, here's a message for this guy. Uh, Women
1: do not owe men their time or attention, must less friendship, love, sexual activity, or emotional labor. This man feels entitled to something that is not contractual, required, or guaranteed. It's
0: Kendall and Casey (laughs) on 93WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Good
1: morning, 948. I'll have it's Kendall and Casey on baby. 93 WIBC. So there's this research group. It was comprised of a bunch of international doctors and they analyzed a bunch of information about 80 control trials and they found that physical interventions, that's what they called it, to prevent respiratory transmission doesn't work. So, no to kidding. Put that in layman's terms. Uh-huh. Masks don't Work. No kidding.
2: Now this That's is what they found out. This is not uh, just to clarify for everyone. Uh, the information you're reading is not from f- some far right wing radical uh, group. It's not an Alex Jones study. It's not uh, produced out there by Breitbart or uh, uh, Newsmax or even uh, Fox News. It's not Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's not Matt Gates. They're not the ones uh, producing this information. Is that correct?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No. In fact, I believe it was a a British Mm -hmm. study of some sort that produced this, which, well, duh, Casey, right? Like, again, we just can't have common sense with anything anymore. If you're in a surgical environment, Yes, there is certainly merit to wearing a mask, especially if it is, what do they call those, N95-type masks. There are 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 uh, certain—or if you are trying to—I'm sorry, I phrased two things together. If you are performing surgery or something, there is certainly something to be said for wearing a surgical mask. If you're in an environment where you can't breathe anything in, there is something to be said for wearing an N95-type mask. But the idea— that a paper mask mm-hmm. is going to stop the spread by which a fraction of a droplet of a whatever getting in there can cause you to be sick. It's ridiculous. And we can't be honest and have an honest conversation about this anymore because everything is politicized.
1: Okay, so they did do some research on the N95 mask that you're talking about. And they said it probably makes little to no difference. So the good masks aren't even working. According to this study, they also were trying to find out the effectiveness of hand washing. And they said hand washing may reduce the number of people getting flu, but still not that big of a difference.
2: Uh, yeah, because it's a virus. <laughs> and viruses are usually very powerful. And if you're exposed to them, there is a good chance you're going to get sick.
1: So the Biden administration distributed lots of N95 masks during the pandemic. You remember that? I remember that. Yeah. Totaling almost half a billion dollars. I remember remember that. that, Yeah. Doesn't work.
2: Well, remember those COVID tests we got?
1: The ones you're going to have to pay for
2: yeah. after May 11th? Somebody told me the other day, because I've still got mine, that mm-hmm. I guess they go bad after a certain period of time. Really? Somebody told me that. There's an expiration date I don't know. Them. It's probably like that guy that told Kevin that uh, Wabash was the first electrically lit city in the state. People in the <laughs> YouTube
1: chat room, by the way, are saying that he is correct on that about Wabash. Yeah, so why- they
3: confirmed it. it yeah. It's true. Why would he lie about that?
1: Well, I didn't say he was. but People in the chat room are backing you up, Kevin. Ke- Ke- oh, like,
2: yeah. w- if you were to sit down and go, what's the big lie I could tell today? I don't think under any shape, form, or circumstance, Wabash being the first electrically lit city would be what Kevin would come
3: up with. That'd be pretty strange.
1: <laughs> so Kevin McCarthy, he was uh, he was saying something. What?
3: But... I just I just hear. I just I cannot
2: stand this guy, and I cannot stand that the Republicans allowed another John Boehner, Paul Ryan, Kevin McCarthy type to be in. And look, he's already starting to do and say the things that if you let people talk long enough. They're going to tell you what they are, right? So he came out the other day about Biden and talked about how they could find common ground and, you know, understand each other and blah, blah, blah. That should be very concerning to everyone because there ain't no common ground you should be finding with the radical lunatic leftists who run the Biden administration. We should not be seeing the world the same way. There is no common ground between America's an evil, awful place that needs to be burned to the ground and built up in someone else's image and thinking America's the greatest idea ever conceived by man. There is no common ground. Now he's at it again with this Ashley Babbitt thing.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay, so you might recall her. She was fatally shot while she was attempting to climb through the broken window of the Speaker's Lobby inside the Capitol on January 6th. Her mother was just recently arrested in Washington, D.C. because she refused to get out of the street during a demonstration as well.
2: So think about all the things that happened throughout the Summer of Love in 2020 and how the police were vilified and even police who didn't harm anyone or certainly no one was died as a result of their interaction with the police think about how those people were attacked and vilified but the dude who shot ashley babbitt who was unarmed and was crawling through a window Mm -hmm. was labeled a hero ashley babbitt was gunned down look you and and the idea that we celebrate that isn't that amazing We celebrate. These people celebrated. The guy got a medal and everything else. The unarmed person who was crawling through a window. Oh, what a hero. But someone like David Dorn got bull crap who was murdered by lunatic left rioters and looters in Missouri what's going on here casey the difference is ashley babbitt was a pro-trump supporter did she make a bad decision yes did she deserve to die no i thought that was the thing now with the police when somebody dies who doesn't deserve to die we not only don't give them a medal we totally condemn them but when it's ashley babbitt well no it's all fine
1: kevin mccarthy weighed in on this he was asked if uh he thought the police officer did the right thing and here's what he had to say
3: One of the first things Marjorie Taylor
2: said from the Oversight Diets was that Ashley Babbitt is murdered. Mm -hmm. Do you think Ashley Babbitt was murdered, or do you think the police officer who shot her was doing his job? I think the police officer did his job. So he's team gunned down Ashley Babbitt. That tells you everything you need to know. She was crawling through a window, Casey, unarmed, crawling through a window, Kevin McCarthy let you know everything you need to know right there. And Jim Banks can crisscross the state saying why he's Team Kevin McCarthy on the death of Ashley Babbitt. He can add that to why he voted for Kevin McCarthy 15 times. This is what I've been saying. This guy can lie and manipulate and deceive for a period of time to get what he wants. And then after a certain period of time, everybody will forget about all the stuff that they promised because this is what Republicans always do. They promise all the stuff and then they do the exact opposite. He, what he just said right there about Ashley Babbitt tells us everything we need to know about Kevin McCarthy. So the
1: U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia did clear that Capitol Police officer who shot her. They cleared him of any wrongdoing, and they concluded that he acted in self-defense. She was unarmed, but he was acting in self-defense. Yeah, and
2: what about everybody else? If that is self-defense, then what about Portland, Seattle, Los Angeles, indianapolis uh uh pick your favorite major metropolitan city and there is a you can ask this question why is one self-defense and everybody else all oh, these guys are awful and they're terrible she wasn't anywhere near that officer by, compared to some of the other things we saw across this country where these officers should be suspended they should be fired they should be tried blah 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 but when it's a trump supporter well he was acting in self-defense w- what's the difference
1: it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and before we get to the news, I've got a question for you, Rob. Yes. Weekend coming up. Yes. So, these are the
2: options. uh uh-huh.
1: Pacers game, Weird Al Yankovic, or Monster Jam.
2: Oh, that's not even close. It's where you got to go to the Weird Al concert. That's the most expensive one, though. Yeah, there's a reason for that. $100 in you're Nashville. Going to, you're going to go Indiana. see one of the great rock and rollers of all time.
3: Is he Ma- going to be at the amphitheater in Brown County? Yeah,
1: and Pacers game is only 11 bucks tonight. Monster Jam, 15 bucks tomorrow night at Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah, Monster Jam would be my last choice. I think it might be my first.
2: Really? Yeah. It's weird out. Why are we even having this conversation?
1: <laughs> it's the most expensive though. I knew you would go, but you're so you're so pricey. You're an expensive date. It's Kenneth Casey on 93 WIBC.